Good morning, Boker Tov, Buenos Dias, Sabah Lecher. This is Shana Fold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast, the only English daily news podcast coming out of Tel Aviv. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. Today, I'm recording the show from Israel's southernmost city called Elat. I'm here chasing a couple of stories. Today is Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Let's get to the news. 40 cities and towns around Israel have begun a week-long curfew-style lockdown experiment. That means they are closed from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. Residents are not allowed to walk more than 500 meters from their homes. That's about five blocks. Businesses are closed outside of these hours, and schools are just shut down completely. The cities and towns in question constitute the poorest Arab and Jewish Orthodox places around the country. This is affecting 1.3 million people. B'nai Brach, Nazareth, and some sections of Ramat Beit Shemesh and Beitar are just a handful of names of cities on the red list. Beitar's mayor has reacted saying the ruling is discriminatory against Haredi communities and that his city would not comply with the rules. The authority on coronavirus rules and regulations is Professor Roni Gamzu, who said the rate of morbidity in red cities is among the highest in the world. And he's asking Israelis not to be angry with him personally because he's just trying to protect the people. The health ministry reports 3,446 new coronavirus diagnoses between Monday and Tuesday night with 143 patients on respirators and an expectation that the death rate will climb further in the coming weeks. Prime Minister Netanyahu is publicly apologizing to the Bedouin family and community of Yaqub Abu al-Kian. He was shot by police in 2017 when officers said they believed he was a terrorist. It turns out Al-Kian was just taking a ride to get away from a stressful situation. Police had come to oversee the demolition of houses in the unrecognized Bedouin village of Um al-Hiran, and the state was clearing out the area to make way for a new town. The site of the home demolitions were causing Al-Kian to feel stress, he picked up his belongings, got into his SUV, and started to ride. He said he couldn't bear to watch his home be destroyed. On the drive, Al-Kian was shot in his vehicle, which caused him to lose control of it, and the car rolled down a hill, killing a soldier. Netanyahu said, I would like to express in my name my apologies to the Al-Kian family. They, meaning the police, said he was a terrorist. Yesterday, it turned out that he wasn't a terrorist. A Channel 12 report published Monday suggests the state attorney had evidence to show Al-Kian was not a terrorist, but that those materials were suppressed up until recently. Yakub's widow, Amal, said the apology was better late than never, but asks why authorities couldn't have told the truth at the time. She added in that her husband was an educator, who represented Israel overseas and didn't hate anyone. Al-Kian was 47 years old when he died. He leaves behind 12 children. 
in just under a week from today, peace will have literally been made. News leaked that U.S. officials plan to welcome senior delegations from both the United Arab Emirates and Israel to sign the Abraham Accords Treaty in the White House. The meeting will include Prime Minister Netanyahu and the brother of Abu Dhabi's Crown Prince, Foreign Minister Abdullah bin Sayed. Depending on the weather, the ceremonious signing will be held on the South Lawn, the Rose Garden, or inside the White House with AC. That sounds really nice. Haaretz has a great piece out today with a little roundup about the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange. Since the beginning of the year, 10 companies have IPO'd or listed themselves on the exchange with an initial public offering. Together, the 10 companies have shares that make up about 12 billion shekels, or $3.6 billion. In addition, 15 more companies are planning to go public. The CEO of the exchange, Itai Benzaev, says, We can thank the coronavirus for this surge. Before the crisis, companies thought it wasn't worth it to list themselves, as it would require them to publicly disclose their earnings and other metrics. He says, Now, when companies are dealing with credit line closures, bankruptcies, more companies are seeing the benefits of having access to public resources, which can give them more flexibility in their day-to-day -day operations. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Wednesday, September 9th. We have a high of 41 degrees Celsius and a low of 29 degrees where I am in a lot. That's 84 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 105 degrees in this southern city. Thanks for getting caught up with me. Tomorrow I'll have a little more on what's going on here in a lot, so don't worry, I'll give you all the details. And don't forget, subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Let's hear Come Out by Lee Eller. I was introduced to her through a musical support group in Tel Aviv called Hounds of Love. She's a singer, songwriter, actress from New York living here in Israel. Enjoy and have a great and productive day. A silhouette, they're talking about you, figuring out what's so hard to get. Setting around you, white space.